1: Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today from the state of Idaho. Kelly Hansen is not only a realtor, but also an author, which we will be talking about today. He's been a realtor, a teacher, a mentor, a trainer. Kelly Hansen shares what he has learned in his 30 plus years in real estate. He's been a certified real estate instructor for 15 years for Idaho and the Coordinating Association of Realtors for the Idaho Real Estate Commission. Kelly, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Nice to have you. So, you know, before we get into it, I know we want to talk about your book. I think I think it's very important. I, I I got to check out check it out a little bit, and I'm excited to talk about it. But how did you get started? There's a couple of tidbits about you I'm interested in hearing about. One, how you got started in real estate. And two, uh, I thought I had made it a while. I've made it uh, 32 years, but 50 years of marriage. That's exciting, too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: well... <laughs> Yeah, we moved to Idaho oh, 35, 35 years ago or so, and my background was cattle ranching, logging, truck driving, mm-hmm. those kind of skills, and we moved up here. None of those were available. I saw an ad in the newspaper that says, make $3,000 a year selling real estate, and I, I don't have a mind that I can do anything, so I called the guy and went to an interview, and he said, all right, go get your license and come back. So I went to working at the sawmill evenings mm-hmm. or nights and going to school during the day, as soon as I passed the real estate exam, I quit the the uh, the mill and went into real estate full time, having zero skills in sales or communication. So that's how I, kind of how I got into it. Kind of uh, the the old throw them well, in the pool and learn how to swim.
1: Baptism by fire, right?
0: Correct. Yep.
1: Yeah. So here you are. You know, you're a realtor, and and you know, I guess you know you and I are closer than age than some. And I know back in, you know, let's say the 80s for me, <laughs> when you would start out, uh, there was just a lot of uh, picking up the phone, hand pressing, and, you know, door to door. Is that, is that kind of the route yeah. you had to start?
0: Right. My broker uh, was big on cold calling, which I hated. Mm-hmm. And so I just took a flyer with his, his listing on it and went on locked on doors. So that first year, 1989, for, for a year, I knocked on 50 doors a day, six days a week. Whew. And uh, I, I love knocking on doors. I like meeting the people. It was all—it was almost 99.9% positive responses back in the day. As a result of that, I was rookie of the year, my first year in real estate. Oh, wow. And Another smart thing my broker did because of my lack of, of skills, social skills and communication skills, he sent me to Toastmasters, which I joined and I was part of them for, for about 15 years. And I just recently rejoined them to actually hold my skills to do what I'm doing today to, to market my book,
1: yeah. Toastmasters is a great organization. I've been a uh, had been a member off and on for the past twenty plus years. Uh, and they, they I think they do a lot for folks i I, I find that uh, young people aren't getting as involved or at least on where I'm at as involved as uh, the past and they really should, right? I mean because I, I think a lot of the young people rely and you know I'm, I'm pigeonholing young people, but you know, they rely on the Internet a whole lot and right. uh, and, and don't like to get up in front of people. And we got a lot of introverts out there. That's all I'll say.
0: That's right. Well, you know, I'm an introvert, but I tell people my outgoing personality is practiced and it's on purpose. And I learned that in Toastmasters. Like I could step up and before a crowd of 100 people. I've done this and teach all day. But then again, I would rather just be home in a cabin with my wife and not talk to anybody for weeks. I'd be fine, just plumb happy with that. But I can step up to it yeah. because that's I'm just trained to do that. And I, it's on purpose. Right. So, yeah.
1: It's about being prepared, right? I mean, it, that, that's it's right. What it boils down to, I think a lot of the fear of speaking, quote unquote, comes from just not people not being prepared. And uh, you got to be prepared. So uh, your book, Let's talk about that now. I'm fascinated by it. Be smart in real estate and 999 plus questions. Uh, we probably don't have time to go over 999 questions, but, you know, let's start with uh, how did you get the idea for the book?
0: Well, it, 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 it started in 1993. You know, I got licensed in the fall of 88, 34 years ago, September. And uh, in 1993, I went to a national convention and I re- learned about what, a thing they called buyer agency, where you represent the buyers. I'd never heard of that before. So when I came home, I talked to my broker. I said, "Look, I want to represent buyers exclusively because I was terrible at listing property, but I was really good with buyers." Mm-hmm. And my perception was, if I'm going to represent buyers, I need to verify the information in the multiple listing service. You know, is it store hooked up? What's the zoning? You know, and I started making a list. And that's really where the book was born. I started making this list, uh, keeping track of it, and cross-referencing that with every listing I had. Because you know, in the in the multiple listing books and now the net, right? Uh, there's that saying that information deemed reliable but not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Well, I guarantee it's not reliable just because people are infallible, <laughs> hypos, etc. And so that's kind of where it started. And then pretty soon, of course, that list was just kind of. Routine for me, I didn't have to refer to the list to verify things. I just did it as a, as a basis. Then four years ago, I was taking a bold class. That's a Keller Williams training class, an eight-week mm-hmm. class. And the instructor says, all right, everybody, let's uh, write down your goals for five and 10 years. And I'm sitting there going, crap, in five years, I'm going to be 70 years old. My wow. goals are different than everybody else in the room. And then all of a sudden, this light went on you got that book you've been wanting to write and that's when it really i started dumping the time research talking to realtors all over the country researching every state to compile the information that's in the book
1: so so really had to do some due diligence um so I, i i see the book i mean is it a large part uh for sell by owners or is it for everybody or you know i Tell me about who the the target market for the book? Well,
0: I, I originally wrote the book for buyers.
1: okay. Then I had a real
0: estate coach two years ago says, no, Kelly, this is a realtor book. Uh, although buyers can benefit from it when in the in the subtitle of where to get the answers, well, real estate agents are the where to get the answers. Not that we know everything, but we know all the professionals. There's a list of 47 professionals listed in the first chapter of the book, people that Realtors need to know you know, aside from the lender, the insurance company, home inspector, but there's, you know, foundation people and roofers and contractors and radon testers and all this. There's this whole list of people that we don't need to know all this stuff, but we need to know who these people are to refer our, our clients to them if something comes of of, a, of an issue. You know, time is of the essence. So if you're looking at the house and there's a foundation issue, well, you need to know uh, an, an a uh, foundation expert to go look at that and so that's kind of where we get the answers for that so yeah there's you know when I started testing out the title of the book interestingly enough I had a thousand questions in there and older people didn't like it they said no it should be all the questions you should ask and then as I started a b testing the title with uh, their various people and it turned out that people that were 40 years and younger, they liked 999 plus questions. The younger people, older people liked all. So, and I didn't want to say all because I thought there might be some liability. What if I missed one question and sure. it's a liability thing. So I, that's how that title kind of come up with, except, I mean, there's a thousand questions in the book uh, that uh, could bring things to top of mind on all these different topics.
1: Yeah. So what? A, give me, give me a, a couple of examples of uh, things, questions that aren't being asked by realtors that should be asked. Like I said, we can't go over 999. No, what, so I you got know.
0: stories for yeah. a lot of them. Here's an example from my own personal experience. 30, 33 years ago, I sold a couple of home, the FHA loan on a busy street, but it was owned commercial or zoned residential. And seven years later, they call me up and say, hey, Kelly, we want to get a bigger house. We want to sell this one. In the meanwhile, the house got zoned, went to commercial. Oh, well, if Kelly had known back then, the comprehensive plan said that was going to be commercial someday, and I could have informed those people, say, well, look, someday this is going to be commercial. They may not have bought the house. They almost sued me. We did get the home sold, and they were mad at me forever. That's just an example of one thing. And there's in like now with, uh, you know, in our part of the country here in the Coeur d'Alene, Kootenai County area, there's a lot of growth. Cities are annexing properties like crazy. Yeah. And so if you were, to uh, I would sell Tim a property right on the edge of the city, he wants to have chickens and a cow, mm-hmm. an acre or two. And then four or five years later, the city decides to annex your land. Now you got hook up the sewer. You can't have your chickens. You can't have your cow. Right. You, you would have liked to have known that that was a possibility. When you bought that property, that's just a couple examples. Yeah. So, because, so, yeah. go ahead. Well, I just go ahead. I just say at bizrate.com uh, a couple of years ago, they had a survey and it was 44% of regular homeowners and 60 some percent of millennials had buyers' remorse. They bought a house, they got in, moved in like that first weekend, like when I bought my home 33 years ago. Uh, that first Sunday, we hear boom, 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 we hear airplanes flying over. Well, we are half a mile from an airport three quarters of a mile from a shooting range. I knew that because I was in the business. Mm-hmm. But you know, I say, look, at my age, I could have served in Vietnam and had shell shock. And if I hadn't known that, I'd have been in that house. And all of a sudden we can't live in that home. That's just an example out of my own, my own personal experience that people don't ask the questions when they're looking at a home, you know, being in the business 30 some years, people just look at the house itself, the footprint. They don't look outside because I say location, location, location is a much bigger footprint than just the house itself. Sure. It's it's relationship to noises, lights, smells, wind direction, uh, so many different other factors that people don't occur to them. So that is just some examples of things that just the book is for realtors to bring a top of mind. So if someone were to uh, be looking to, to buy a house and they were looking for a peace of mind kind of a thing and. You know, there was a stadium, you know, less than a mile away. You know, all that light pollution, traffic, people parking on the street. uh, Just examples like that.
1: Shoot, neighbors. Yeah. Top of mind for me is it's one of the things that, you know, that realtors sometimes don't think about is, yeah, you want to sell the house. It's great curb appeal. You know, it's got it's well built. You can go all down the line. And one of the biggest complaints that at least... That I hear from others is, well, I wish I would have known more about the neighborhood and the neighbors. And I I find that interesting on a, uh, I guess, sociological level or a social level, social level. uh, Because growing up, I moved every two years of my life and I don't think we ever worried about neighbors. You know, I, I don't think, you know, that it was ever a concern. You know, is the neighbor loud? Does he? Does he or she sit out in their driveway, you know, popping a cold one every night? Uh, But nowadays, you'll hear people all the time. What about the neighbors? What about, you know? And I think that that's a societal thing for sure. And I
0: encourage in the book, and I've done it in my own practice, somebody's buying in a neighborhood, I'll just take my buyers over next door, knock on their door, say, hey, is there any reason why my people shouldn't buy the house next door? (laughs) One time they said, well, yeah, there was a suicide in that home. And so the people didn't buy the house. Most of the time, uh, the neighbors say, "Oh, yeah, it's great." Do they have any kids? I mean, you know, that's kind of things. They're excited about having new neighbors. But yeah. yeah, it's a it's an important thing to talk to the neighbors. Yeah, uh, to find out what's going on in the neighborhood. They might say, "Yeah, there's this noise." One time, there was a house. I knocked on some neighbors, and there was a house across the street that had a ham radio, and they used some illegal uh, amplification. And so mm-hmm. the neighbors all said, well, every time he uses that radio, it screws up our TVs and our phones. So I told my buyer, and he said, well, not no problem. He was an electrician. He says, I'll just build me a scrambler. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how we dealt with that. But see, that's just one thing you could learn by talking by ask, just knocking on a few doors and asking the neighbors. That's right. just one of the recommendations in the book.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great recommendation. Um, what about recommendations on the other side? I mean, uh, you know, it, it's questions for buy that buyers should ask. What about uh, sellers? You got any advice for sellers at all? Or
0: well, I do. In the in the book, there's ninety tips for sellers. Okay. And the reason is that in your like say in your experience that when you got a buyer, they buy a house and there is a question about it, uh, they're always going to overestimate what's going to cost to fix it. So of course, in the book, I always recommend a pre home inspection, offer home warranty. Have all the the, the papers are available for copies of CCNRs, homeowners associations, and of course, doing a pre-home inspection and repairing all the items is really key because yeah. people will net more money for that. And so, the, also the book because there's for sale by owners out there. There's tips in there, and I have a, an additional thing on my website on how to qualify buyers. It's not in the book, but it's available to for free to anybody that wants it on how to qualify buyers just like realtors do. And so there's some just tips like that just to be ready to come because if you've got a buyer that's informed, they got the book, they read through it, they got all these questions, uh, they're going to be asking questions and the seller's going to look silly if they don't have the answers to them. So there, there are, like I said, 90 tips in there to benefit the seller on how to be prepared for the well-informed buyer. Yeah. And that'll make realtors love their sellers better if they got this kind of information because they got all this stuff up
1: front. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I see also that you refer um, you refer realtors. Is that nationwide or just in you know specific areas? Or
0: well, it is. You know, at the end of every chapter, uh, there's a resource. And if we're talking about septic systems and plumbing, you know, there's there there's there's people that professionals at, but also have contact Kelly or your realtor because realtors have that that resource. I'd love to have you know the tens of thousands of people buy that book. They get in the book they're going to be overwhelmed by it because there's so much information they need. They need realtors and they're going to email Kelly and say, hey, Kelly, I need a realtor in, you know, Fort Myers, Florida or someplace like and I can refer and make a referral business out of it. So that was part of the reason there, too. But I want it always defers people to their realtor because we're key to the transaction and key to making a smooth transaction happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. Good advice. So, are you still in production?
0: Yes, I am. Yep, I'm still full time. I'm, well, I'm only working four days a week only because my wife, she takes Fridays off. So now I take Fridays off with her. But yeah, I'm with Keller Williams. I cap here every year, haven't capped this year, but I'm usually late in the year. Uh, Working every day, listing properties, had one closing tomorrow, got another one closing in a month. Uh, Yep, full production and still working it.
1: Nice. Although
0: I don't lock on doors and chase for for sell my owners and stuff like I used to. I right. um, spend a little more time marketing the book and learning how to uh, market that
1: yeah so that's that's your big push i mean obviously it, well i don't know i i i'm probably speaking out of turn because i haven't written a book so but I, w- I would think i would i would love to be able to write that book and and that send me on in life you know that'd be the next stage in life to to be able to rely on that book but then again being in production there's nothing wrong with that i yeah. You know, well,
0: um, one thing I'm working on is developing a course for the book because the book is for realtors, and so you get a copy of the book and it talks about where to get the answers. Well, it's amazing. You know, I'm I'm so old and done it for so long. All these realtors are younger than me, the most part, and they've never heard of uh, Louisiana Pacific intercell siding, for example, the defective variety yeah. manufactured in eighty-five and ninety-five, and so it's still has a material defect that needs to be disclosed. And the different kinds of septic systems and sewer systems and you know, with pumps and yeah, uh effluent tanks, and they've never heard of this stuff. And so do a course on where, not only where to get the answer but how to interpret those answers. I think that'd be very useful uh, to oh. do that. But that's that's a little more involved than even writing the book, but doing podcasts on each of these topics is, is one way I'm going to do that. Yeah. Just take just pick a topic, and spend half an hour talking about it because I can just talk forever on any given topic uh, yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. I, I would I would encourage you, uh, as I do, obviously, uh, to do so. Uh, there's an appetite for it and plenty of people out there. And of course, plenty of realtors out there that, that to hopefully that are enriching their minds. Uh, and well, you ought to maybe do an Audible. Have you thought about that? Well, I've talked to some Audible people. And they said because of the book, it's got a thousand questions in it,
0: it might not lend itself uh, to be very fun listening to. So I thought about taking and abbreviating the book as an Audible, and it would just kind of highlight the various topics. But still, somebody's going to have to get the book and look at the checklist yeah. to have to get the full benefit of it. But I have thought about doing that, but it wouldn't be uh, all 1,000 questions. It'd be maybe 50 topics and just some conversation about those topics and why they need to ask these questions Yeah, about that.
1: So is, um doing the podcast and how else are you marketing the book?
0: Well, I've, I've, uh, when COVID hit two years ago, I stayed home for a couple of months because I could, Yeah. even though in Idaho, we were a, a, a business that could go to work and most of the agents in our office stayed working. And I just added, uh, 5,000 people to my LinkedIn. Oh, nice. I just sat down mostly realtors and lenders and I'm marketing to them, uh, brokers, you know, trainers, real estate brokerage owners. And those kind of people haven't been totally successful in that. And I'm not Mm -hmm. quite sure why, but, you know, you just keep writing different kinds of marketing and that's been
1: part of the marketing for it. Right. Okay. Well, Kelly, it's been great having you on. We're kind of winding down. Um, Where can they buy the book? I know they can go to the site through there and well, there you go. Hold it up a little bit closer to your, Closer to there we go. I turned oh. i turned off
0: the uh the blur, the blur. So oh, that's yeah. the book, and they can go to my website, it's vsmartinrealestate.com.
1: Okay,
0: get the icons book for half price at icons 2022. And the, the, the book retails on the website at 1997, they can get it for 997 uh by going to that website vsmartinrealestate.com and uh. I'm looking for feedback because I I get a lot of feedback from different realtors around the country. In the book, there's about 20 different realtors that reviewed it for me that's published in there, uh, raving about the book and from all over the country, different companies, different things. So it's certainly something that's needed. You know, all my years of experience of being a real estate instructor, boy, people need this stuff because brokers are, they're not teaching this stuff because they're busy managing agents and creating sales and techniques and stuff but this kind of information that's a matter of disclosure you know as, as anybody knows uh in the in Idaho real estate law and probably other states there's that thing about called should have known you should have known this that's right there in the real estate law book and they don't know it and they won't know it unless they read my book
1: yeah well hang tight with me at the end of the uh podcast and, and, and give me a minute I wanted to ask a couple of other questions off the show a little bit but thank you so much for being on the show today I, think I appreciate that, the opportunity. Yeah, very, very valuable. I want to give you the opportunity because this is your show today. Uh, is there anything that we didn't cover or maybe there's something you want? I'll give you the last word. Is there anything you want to uh, promote, talk about, or maybe it's your uh, your favorite pet? Whatever you like. Well,
0: well you know, my, my uh, background is cattle ranching and logging and, and those sort of things. But, but, but people, if anybody knows me, they know I'm an avid gardener. Wow. so for my birthday which is september this year uh, my wife gave me an improvement to my greenhouse so we made it four feet longer two feet hot taller and uh we're going to have a year-round greenhouse up here in northern idaho uh, when that thing is done and so i'm pretty excited about doing that all my spare time out there putting up the glass and building the shelving and that's just something that we really enjoy doing nice. my, my wife and i were preppers uh, we like to have prepared food. We like to can our own food, and and we're kind of food snobs because we don't, we, you know, <laughs> we're particular about what we eat, so that's just something that we're going to be doing, so yeah, I'm an avid gardener, and uh, we just love doing that, so I had a little bit of traveling.
1: Fantastic. So, well, you get the chance to come down to Florida.
0: Yeah, we love it. We were just, uh, of course, it's been a top of everybody's minds, and we're just so devastated by the yeah. what we're seeing on the TV, and and uh, wow. But we've always wanted to go to Florida, and I know a lot of friends of mine. We have friends down there right now that are weathering the storm yeah. from right near this local area that just by chance they were down there. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to go see Florida. We've been there for a couple conventions in the years in the past, GMA convention one time, and and uh, we just love being down there. Went and saw alligators, you know, probably stuff that's <laughs> normal for you guys, but sure. we enjoyed seeing that stuff.
1: I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna go outside and wrestle one in about 10 minutes. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's right. That's what (laughs) we do. (laughs) Yep. All right. Kelly, thanks so much for being on the show. I look forward to talking to you again.
0: All right, Tim. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.